0: Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. (laughs) What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Quartet Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shonoff. He's the one and only Angel Ortega. We have a packed week this week, ladies and gentlemen. We always got to talk about UFC 271, Israel Adesan defeating Robert Whitaker. we got some UFC Vegas 48 going down this Saturday night. We have Bellator 274 going head-to-head on that night. Earlier in the day, we also have Amir Khan, Brook on the boxing side of things. Before we get into all the news, all the MMA, all the boxing, is always... If you 10% off your order at rogueenergy.com, use your code SOUNDOFF at checkout. There's code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. We talked about it before. If you listen to the show, you obviously know, uh, but they are an amazing, delicious energy and focus drink. Um, just go ahead and use code SOUNDOFF at checkout. 10% off, and it'll go straight to us, and you can, can get yourself something nice as well. Uh, last Saturday night from the, the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, UC271, Israel Adesani defeating Robert Whitaker via unanimous decision. Uh, for the first round, it looked like we were just gonna have a repeat of the first fight. he knocked down Whitaker, dominated him. Over the course of the fight, uh, the Reaper kept on fighting. Clawed himself back into the fight by the end of the night. Some people thought that, uh, Whitaker won. Some thought, the majority, thought Adesanya won. He swept the scorecards 48, 47, 48, 47, 49, 46. Angel, my man. Uh, you and I watched the fight. I was t- I was telling- I was mostly joking, but I was also kinda of telling you throughout the night, like, dude, Whitaker. He's fighting himself back in this at the end of the five rounds. Maybe we watched it. But at the end of the five rounds, what was your scorecard for the fight? You know, this is one I need
1: to go back and rewatch without a doubt, because looking at it at face value, right at that moment in time, it's at least to me, it had seemed like Izzy had won the first three. Robert had won the last two. And you know, going online, looking at MMA decisions and look, unanimously through the media, it looked like it was an easy win. The judges had it for Izzy. And then, but there was a lot of, there was a lot of people who thought Robert Whittaker won, won Josh. I almost, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't want to equate it to this at the time. I didn't want to mention this to you because that was kind of an out there thought, but, uh, and we'll get into it a bit, but I almost want to throw it out there. Is this kind of kind of be like Izzy's GSP and, uh, Johnny Hendricks fight, like his equivalent of that for his career. Like, do you think mm-hmm. this fight will be like that for him? Will it always be kind of like, yeah, you won that, but you know Johnny Hendricks won it. You know what I mean? Like, do you think that'll mm-hmm. be for Izzy? Like, this fight will be that equivalent for him?
0: It it has the capacity too, but I think the reason why that that fight haunted GSP for I don't think it really gave me a fuck gave a fuck, but it I mean, haunted. He, yeah, because he retired. His, his legacy for a long time is because he, he retired post fight. So rather than you know he got to give the decision and in my opinion that's one of the worst of all time. Obviously it's it's there's some people that like nowadays try to like rewrite his history. No, that's still a terrible decision as it is today as it was whenever it happened back in 2014. Um, I don't think that's going to be this for Izzy because I think these two will probably fight again down the line. And I also think that the vast majority think that Izzy did win the fight, um, which obviously helps. You know I don't think any. I mean you guys you can go back and look at MMA decisions. For that GSP uh, Hendricks fight, I think it was unanimous that GSP lost. Um, I think it was unanimous across fans that GSP lost. Um, it was a really really bad decision. This one I think it'd go either way. I did rewatch it mm-hmm. um, in preparation for this week. Uh, on the night of, I thought Izzy took it. Um, I just thought like the the leg kicks, and I also thought round one was so clear. I thought I gave him a, I gave Whitaker two and five, I believe. Um, rewatching it, I did give him. Two, four, and five. So I did have Whitaker winning, but it wasn't some over. It felt it was felt like one of those fights that Izzy let slip away. I felt like it was more of a case of Izzy letting the fight slip away than Whitaker winning. Um, granted, Izzy did one on scorecards, like officially, but I gave uh, two just because I thought he rebounded and I thought his jab was really really nice and he was landing a decent bit. Um, round five, I thought was a clear clear Whitaker round. It all comes down to round three and four. Um, <laughs> Unless you're Mike where, Beltran, Josh. Huh? Unless you're Mike
1: Beltran, who thought Izzy won uh, all rounds except round two. Yeah,
0: well, he's a, he's a good referee. He's a terrible judge. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, so yeah, uh, round three and 4 were very close. Um, and it, it's an interesting, you know, discussion, honestly, because it comes down to a lot of his judging criteria. Um, they always say damage should be scored first, but whenever there's not a whole lot of damage, they go through a whole bunch of other factors. Not a whole lot of damage was done by either one in those rounds. I thought striking was relatively equal. In round three, I did give it to Adesanya, so I thought he did a better work. And I don't believe Woodyard got a takedown in that round. If he did, he didn't keep on the map for long. Round four, Woodyard got the takedown, uh, he, it almost Misha Tate, um, Holly Holm-esque. He kinda slipped the punch, got the takedown, got the back, got, nearly got the choke in, except this time, Adesanya fought out of it. But I thought that was the biggest moment of the round. And, um, I thought he got the close to finishing the fight, so I gave him round four. And I thought the striking was relatively equal, so it was, you know I, I thought he won, but if you have it odds on you winning, it's more than defensible. Like I hope people are I hope I hope people aren't listening going like, damn, this dude's a fucking idiot. Like, I mean, first of all, like, you're correct, but like um yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not overly defending it, you know, like if we've, you had, we've had some
1: way, Yeah, yeah, we've had some pretty egregious ones though, in the past, so
0: Oh yeah, for sure. But as far as this one goes, I mean you know, I don't think it was a big yeah. deal. If you if, you, if you had Odyssey winning or, um, you know, Whitaker winning, it's not exactly a big deal to me personally. Um, as far as the third fight between these two goes, um, obviously Whitaker thought that he won, Odyssey thought that he won. Uh, Dana White said that the fight was very, very close. I don't even remember who he said that he thought won, but in the post fight, he asked him about it, uh, before did, and, you know, Dana said, you know, somewhere down the line, we'll see. You know, normally Dana kind of shuts the door on a trilogy fight. Uh, when somebody is down two nil, not uh, recently. What do you, yeah, um, what do you think about a potential third fight somewhere down the line for these two?
1: Feel wild, man. I think Roberts just in a shitty position unless you're Brendan Schwab trying to tell him to go, go down to middleweight for some ridiculous reason. Even though his record at <laughs> middleweight, I believe, is 11 and two now, and those <laughs> only two losses are to Israel Desanya. And there's a clear, uh, significant change in his abilities at middleweight than at welterweight. But hey, man. He is just that other guy at this weight class, and he's he just has this guy who is such an amazing guy who's so dominant yeah. right now. And he gave him a hell of a close fight, and he knows that in the back of his mind, he's like, if I get in there, maybe I can sneak it through again. Maybe I can get it. Did you read
0: my article about that? Because uh, that is just no. I wrote I wrote for BJ earlier this week about why, shots why yeah. and that did I say huh? something very similar to what you said? Oh, damn near exactly. Because I said I pointed out in the article how uh Whitaker's eleven and two at middleweight with his only of being Daniel Adesanya. No, uh, I,
1: I, I didn't read your article, Josh. Just you know, but I'm very happy that, that we share a very similar opinion. Just you know. Yeah, that is hilarious. Yeah, man. Um, uh, shout out dot Com.
0: I, I shout out dot Com. Go ahead and get. I never actually mentioned like on any so, on any social media that I'm writing for them. I just kind of put it in my bio. So yeah, I write for dot Com now. Um, yeah, so go ahead and feel free to go shout out them. You know, great site. Love them. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so I actually did... I did some see some people more than shop discussing that, um, and I think that's honestly... It's, it's, a, it's a It's a ridiculous move. However, I understand um, why he would want to go ahead and, um, I guess, make that move, Whitaker, but at the same time, it's like... I think it's more than likely that if, if Dana had shut the door on a trilogy fight, I'd say go for it. But the fact that he left the door open and seemed open to the idea, I don't know why he would move down. I honestly don't. Like, it's it's one thing if, like, Dana went, yeah, you know, if he lost badly again, I'd say, sure, do it. Because I think Whitaker, he said, you know, a long time ago, um, years ago, he's like, yeah, I can make the cut. I just don't want to, you know. It's, it's a rough hard. one for me. Um He's still not a big middleweight. I mean, you can see the size of between him and Izzy. was is, is pretty... But he looks you know. good, though. He looks good at middleweight. He looks so. physically good. Um, And I, I wonder if Izzy's packed up muscle, because it's weird. Did he look a lot bigger in this fight?
1: Maybe. Like, it's, I don't know. He said it was one of his best weight cuts ever, too. So... granted, every fighter says that every camp, right? So, who knows? Yeah. Uh, look, while we're here, do you want to talk about the state of the 185 division now after this and kind of the future of it kind of... Before we go from here? Because it kind of seemed like we know Jared Cannonier is the next, next opponent, right? It kind of seems that like I think they kind of hit at it too.
0: Yeah, he said he was going to give it to him because after Jared Cannonier called him out, he's like, "How can I say no to that guy?" So yeah, right.
1: Um.
0: um yeah. So I guess we'll just go ahead and skip past the co-main event because I didn't want to go ahead and segue into this. Um, obviously, Jared Cannonier knocked out um, Derek Brunson. Um, I was surprised this one was not the co-main. I thought the you know it was kind of a weird just because it was a title uh, contender fight, but regardless. The other um, one was a banger, though. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, he turned Blonde Brunson into Blood Brunson. He knocked him out. Oof. Um, yeah, man, it was a hell of a performance. Jared Chandon kind of going in. Dana was, he was saying, you know, well, we're going to have to see. You know, he, he said that it was not a given that the winner of this would get a title shot. Essentially what that means is, is that Derek Brunson won. Because um, he said it was going to be, you know, winner's going to get the title shot all the way up into the press conference, and he's like, "Oh, you know, never mind." Essentially, that meant if Brunson won, he wasn't going to get a title shot because he said he's going to retire soon. Um, Cannonier, though, uh, no. five of six, only lost Robert Whitaker. Now he's got two wins in a row, including knocking out Derek Brunson. He's next in line. was um, we're not going to preview that fight because it seems like that one's being aimed for for June. Um, what do you think about that matchup? I
1: mean, it's fun, but I mean, it's not like. I don't see, like, any interesting look at him, I'll put it like that, you know what I mean, as far as him uh, finding Izzy, you know, it's not like, uh am trying to think of, like, of a funner, like uh, Andre Muniz, you know, with good jujitsu, who, you know, gets it to the ground pretty well, and, you know, is beating these good guys, it's not like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like that, where I think that's, you know, I, and obviously he's very far away, it's not as a, a it's not like he's close, but it, I think if that guy keeps doing well and he reaches a good level, that matchup is very interesting to me against Izzy. Because Izzy's gone taking it down a few times now, so maybe, if, you know, if, if we get a guy like that, I think that'd be an interesting look. It's just for me, I know with Jared, that's not his style, that's not a, you know, he's going to stand up with Izzy, and it's like, there's no one in this division who can stand with Izzy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And very well at that. you got to do other things. So unless you're giving me a different look somehow, I'm not like, Extremely over the top, interested. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean as far as the matchup goes, I'm happy as fuck for Jared Cannonier. I'm just gonna go and say, dude, I have followed this dude's career from whenever he first got signed. He was fighting in Alaska, like fighting championships, like all the way back in like, 2013. Alaska FC, yeah, ASC. Shout out them, dude. I, 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 love him, honestly. And he was working, um, he was doing like he was working for like a, an airline company when got signed to the UFC. Um, I think he was working for the like FAA in Alaska. Uh, when he got signed, he got the call. And, you know, he, he's, he's been in the UFC for, like, a lot longer than people think. He's going on eight years now um, in the U.C. And he's having such an up-and-down trajectory. And it looked like, I remember when he, he beat Kutelab, Everybody's was like, you know what, maybe this guy might be a contender. Maybe, you know. Uh, and then he got fucked up by Glover and then Jan and Reyes and just everybody. He moves down to middleweight. It's kind of like a last a last desperate move. He goes off on this amazing win streak. He's going to be 38 years old by the time the fight happens. I could not be happier for him. All that being said, I cannot think of a worse matchup. Like, if even if Brunson won, I would have been more interested. Just because as much as I like Cannon here, dude, and he has that rare punching power that makes it, you know, I'll be intrigued, but I, I don't see him winning that one more than, like, two out of ten times, you know? Um, he's very static in his movement. He's very kind of... He almost looks like robotic to me. Am I the, the one that kind of gets that vibe? Like you, you can go back and watch the Brunson fight. Am I the one that kind of gets that vibe? He's like very kind of. Um, I'm I not got I sure heard that. that fight too. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting um, to see him moving forward. I mean, I'll I'll watch the fight for sure. And he does have the rare power that makes it so many interesting. And he's got good leg kicks. Is it possibly to chop down? Is he, you know, make him slower? Get that big punch for sure. Um, he's also showed that he's got the five-round gas. He showed that in the gasoline fight. Um, you know, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Um, that one's looking at for June. As he said he wants to fight in June. Might even happen in July, depending on Canyonier's timeline, but regardless.
1: He wants to know, fight three times this year, bro.
0: Exactly. Uh, especially after he wasn't very active last year, just because of COVID and everything. So, excited for it. I'm super hyped for that one, dude. Um, you know, just to see, honestly, Izzy get back in there more than anything else. Because I think this is a fight where, like, Whitaker made it dirty. And he did everything he had to do um, to make that one close. I think that the Kananer fight, that's a, that's a tailor-made matchup for Izzy to get a huge win on paper.
1: Do you think um, uh, Sean Strickland's going to have, have the fight between uh,
0: now and then? Yeah, I think he will. And I think he, he fights? Probably, who do I think he fights? Yeah. Uh, pick any one of either uh, Vittori... Whitaker, Costa, or Brunson—one of those four.
1: It doesn't his, matter. He just has no, to fight no, one. it doesn't
0: matter. But he has to fight one of those guys. Um, for his sake, I mean, honestly, any of those fights would be fun. You know? I think all the,
1: I think those are all bangers for him actually.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, also, do, all those guys I'm, are going to talk too, which is going to be yeah. great press
1: conferences. Good, good for attention. Maybe not good for the UFC PR team.
0: True, true. I don't know. I'd probably only pick him against Brunson though. Honestly. Really. Yeah, I I pick Vittori, um, Costa and Whitaker to beat him. I think he's he's kind of hit his max point right now.
1: We'll see, we'll see, we'll see what his levels are.
0: True, true, true. Uh, but if he does get a win, he's next in line. So after um, you know, Kenny.
1: After five, that, so. though, dude, division fucked.
0: True, uh, and unless Whitaker gets a couple more wins in that time frame, like there's yeah. going to be nobody left. You know, yeah.
1: I mean, um, Josh uh, Chris Weidman is already talking about his return. Oh God. All- you, know, they, you know who
0: they should do? You know who they should do? Uh Whitaker versus um Oh my god, not Whitaker, excuse me. Uh Wideman versus Rockwell too. That'd be a banger. Exactly. I mean, they both said they're trying to return around June or July. They both said that. So um although oh, okay. apparently Rockwell wants a higher rate guy. He wants like a top five dude.
1: <laughs> Derek Brunson in the last fight. <sighs> You you know could what, do they a could do it. They could get away with it, dude. They could, they could fucking get away with that shit, too.
0: For sure, dude. That actually makes a whole lot of sense.
1: They push him out of the rankings. They know that Brunson is not going to fight again after it.
0: And I, I don't see a way that Rockhold... I mean, I guess he could lose that one, but like that seems like a fight that, you know... Yeah. ...taylor made for him, honestly. Depends what Luke shows up. True. Um And... Part of me wondering if Lou Grockle is actually washed or if he just had a couple of rough matchups. Like his losses have aged really well on paper. I think it's like a focus I, I think you I think you gotta think about his life at that
1: time, dude. He was like he was he's dating uh
0: Demi Lovato.
1: Demi Lovato, who is now uh, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> uh
0: you know, she's hunting ghosts, I think. Uh something like that. And he
1: <laughs> he was doing the modeling shit and he was living in California, he's, right? He's doing
0: Ralph Lauren.
1: He's doing Ralph Lauren. Like it was. uh He, I think he had a lot of shit going on outside of the UFC and outside of fighting that I think maybe took him away from it. And when he was really focused and everything was super just linear and it was just fighting, like maybe everything was a little more simpler. And then everything got a little harder with more shit, more pressure, more attention, more this, more that. And then they're and then they're questioning his focus. They're questioning if he can handle it. You know, they're questioning if if. You know, him getting this chick is taking time from this, or taking time for that, or Molly's, you know, whatever it may be, yeah. you know? But from yeah, what I've heard, I heard he's in a really good spot right now,
0: though. That's what I've also heard. I want to go ahead and remind people of something real quickly. His last four fights, actually, like, so we can just go last five, just make it like an even number, or, you know what I mean, um, a nice round number. Uh, he, he defeated Wyman, UC him in a the fight. He lost the title of the Bisting. He knocked out David Branch. He lost Romero. Uh, that was a fight that Romero came on in in short notice, missed weight. Uh, people forget Rockwell was actually winning that fight up until the fourth round when he got KO'd. Um, and then he lost to Jan Bohovic, a light heavyweight. Who That's became it. UFC champ. <laughs> not exactly. After. So, you know, he's de- in a lot of those, he had a lot of injuries. He's not fought to 2019. If Rockwell comes in, he's healthy. I think he's an interesting pro. I. I, I heard uh, Bisping talk about it. He's like, you know, I've seen him in the gym. You know, I would not be surprised if he w- wins a fight and he gets a title fight. Like, he was just, you know, and for Dyna to come out of Bisping, I'm like, you know, we're not. I mean, shit, dude. Who knows? Um, yeah, I man, Rockhold's an interesting wild card in the division. Um, if he wins a fight or two, who knows? Um, if, Weidman, uh, if Weidman comes back 100%ing, <laughs> I mean, Joel, who knows? Was,
1: I don't know. I, I, like I told you, Joss. I always thought he would be an interesting matchup if he was healthy again.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think Pride we- like Pride Wyman Jesus, prime Weidman. Um, Man, I think he would have caused wow. Izzy a lot of problems. I feel like everybody is already, you know, they're already crowning Izzy um, as like, you know, the the middleweight goat, or they're trying to put him into the conversation. He's definitely think wide. I think Weidman's still number two, honestly. I feel like people, you know, a lot of people had an issue with that
1: because I saw that as well, where they weren't agreeing with Weidman being in that conversation at all.
0: Yeah, which is um, I, I, had, I I'd have
1: to look into this a lot to give a, a, a better opinion because we all know Anderson Silva's
0: king. Oh yeah, I mean, Anderson's king because of all yeah. that. But it's I believe Izzy has one more title defense for him uh, than than Weidman. But you got to remember, like people really shit on Lyman now, and kind of they've kind of like done that weird thing, like whenever like a fighter loses, you know how like, they immediately start like kind of, you know, what's it called, revisionist history, you know. Um, they start kind of doing that to, like, their legacy or whatever, but, like, dude, like, people need to really go back and take a look at, uh, Weidman's run. I mean, he, obviously, he won the title by knocking out Anderson. Um, he, people forget, everybody, he says, oh, you know, Anderson was playing, he was losing the fight before that. Um, he beat Anderson with a leg injury, which is unfortunate, because he nearly knocked Anderson out moments before the leg injury. Um... He knocked him down nearly – I mean, I believe he actually knocked him out and Anderson came back, to on the ground. By the way, uh,
1: no respect on my boy Gegard Mousasi.
0: Why would Gegard be in that conversation?
1: Dude, I just – I got (laughs) to respect the guy who has fought that much,
0: dude. No, I'm joking. Gegard's in my top ten
1: for sure. I was about to say, dude, like, it's, I like, I know he's not like, has like all those crazy accolades, but god damn, do I fucking just, appreciate If he just that won guy. more
0: at the top level, I'd have him in my top five, probably, but he just, just kind of lacks in those big wins.
1: Just you wait, Josh. He's gonna be Austin Vanderford. He's gonna cut weight and, uh, beat fucking, uh, the best record in MMA right now, and then he'll be retiring. Yaslov Asimov, where you at?
0: <laughs> Fair enough, you know, uh, maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> and actually, uh, he's gonna go up to 205. <laughs> just fucked. Um, and then real quickly, just to back to the Wyman thing. He beat Leo to Machida, and then he knocked out TRT Vitor. B- B- so, yeah, dude. Um, I think people are trying to get crown Izzy way too soon, but we spent I mean, a little it, bit...
1: I mean, you do look at Izzy's, though, and you're like, fuck, man, you know what I mean? No, no, it's, it's excellent. It's, it's excellent, but... You know, you know what I mean? It, it is pretty nice,
0: and it's only going to get better, which is For sure, ter- but it, it comes down to, it's like, you take Anderson twice, um, Machida... And then TRTV tour. Do you take that or do you take Whitaker twice? Romero, Costa, and Vittori. I don't blame if any, if anybody takes Adesanya, but damn, why, Prime Wifman was a motherfucker, man. Um, before all the injuries and everything, like, guys, man. Yeah, fucking injuries. Um, yeah. Are you
1: ready to go ahead and move on to the co-main event? Yeah, no, we definitely did spend a lot of time on that, but I'm happy we did. I think. I mean, it, it was that night of that division, right? You know, as far as, the, you know, with the bell being on the line and, and the, the, you know, uh, two bouts, uh, with that weight class in the
0: main event. Yeah, true. It was definitely uh, middleweight Yeah, it was a middleweight night on a middleweight night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on down to the co-main event though, dude, Derek Lewis, you know, fighting him in Houston used to be like going into the Lions den, you know? He was undefeated in Houston up until he fought Cyril Gone. And now he's now lost his last two in Houston. Tied to Iwasa, 11th ranked, coming in. He survives the storm, which I'm still not sure how he did. And then he knocks out Derek Luce, puts him out cold for the first time in Derrick Luce's career, dude. Um, put him out cold, knocks him out in the second round. Taito to Iwasa, number three ranked. Dude, what are your thoughts on him moving forward in the division as a potential title challenger? It's crazy, man. Ty also has now in conversations with five
1: guys like Cyril Ghosn, Miocic, John Jones, and Price is in Ghana. Uh, That's fucking unbelievable. You know something, though, Josh? If I would have seen that footage of Ty Tui Voss hyping up Mark Hunt right before Mark Hunt beat Derek Lewis, maybe I would have picked Ty Tui Voss, not going to lie. <laughs> Dude, you know, I saw that, too. I was like, God damn it. If I would have seen this, this might have been the first time I've ever picked against Derek. And I've never picked against Derek ever in a fight, in any I fight sure. ever, in the time we've done the podcast.
0: Yeah, you guys can go listen to it. He's picked it every single time.
1: I picked him in every single bout he's ever been in, and honestly, that would have been maybe the one time I was like, I saw that footage. I was like,
0: God damn it! If I would have
1: seen this before, I actually might have chosen Ty. And uh, <laughs> you know something, Josh? I brought it up. I was like, if he's gonna beat, if he's gonna beat him, he's gonna beat him in that really short exchange, and he did. He got him in those really tight exchanges. He put him up against the cage, dude. And he held him there for a bit, and he caught him with that short elbow man, and he put him out. I mean, that shit was crazy. And he got, dude, and uh, it was looking scary for him. Derek Derek managed to get the fight to the, not to the ground, but it ended up getting there at some point in some exchange, and Ty had to get back up, and he, he looked like Stipe Miocic after, you know, he had been hurt by, by Francis trying to get up and eating shots, eating shots, eating shots, and I mean, that didn't work out for Stipe, but for Ty, dude, Ty fucking ate it. Like, it was nothing, dude, and not a lot of people can eat shots like that from Derek, and he did, and Mm-hmm. i mean that's one fucking tough guy dude and uh i mean he is in a very good spot he is a very marketable he's very likable and i'm curious to see how much he continues to grow as a fighter
0: mm-hmm. for sure dude and i don't remember who who i to talk about but they're like it's possible Tai Tui Vasa just didn't take early parts of his career very seriously. And it's something he's talked about, like how he kind of, over his current winter, he's kind of gotten more in tune with himself. Obviously, whenever he lost those three fights in a row, he took a full year off. Part of it was COVID, but another part of it was him just going back to the drawing board. Um, and he, you know, he just has won every single fight since then. He seems like he's in better shape. He seems like he's been taking it more seriously. He's still only 28 years old. Um, That's scary. Obviously, he came onto the scene, you know, like six years ago. And, and he got on that nice win streak. Um, and it's so easy to forget, like, how young he was, dude. Like, we've seen so many guys come up through the ranks and they go straight into the fire. And, you know, he was like, I guess he's, what's the math on this? He was, he that was four years ago when he fought Arlovsky. He was 24 years old when everybody's was fighting a top five junior DeSantos. Like, that is insane. Um, and so he had that rough release streak and during that time, so he's just continued putting it together, getting those wins, improving, and now him, his current win streak, Stefan Struve, Harry Hunsucker, Lol, uh, Greg Hardy, August Sakai, and Derek Lewis. All yep, of which he knocked out every single one of those guys. That's fucking nice, dude. That's really nice. Um so yeah, for him to improve, it's it's very, very impressive to me. Um So yeah, dude, I, I'm so high for Type awesome Goss moving forward. I never thought I'd say this, but I'm hyped for him moving forward. Like he's got he's got clearly he seems like he's improved his grappling a fair bit. Uh, his striking is obviously on point. And for him to kind of weather that storm against Derek Lewis, dude, he has an insane chin. We already knew that going in, but, dude, I mean, to, to knock out Derek Lewis, that's a whole nother level. So, hype for him moving forward. Um, You know, moving on down the card, this one, you know, I don't think there's a lot to say here other than just, like, damn. Because we didn't pick this fight, but it got elevated to the main card, which is exactly what this, the loser wanted. Hernando uh, Moicano defeating Alexander Hernandez submission rear naked choke. He rocked him, then he dropped him, subbed him all in the second round. Uh Dude, Hernando Moicano is a guy that um, very easy to forget. Not that long ago was like if he beat Jose Aldo, he's gonna fight for the title. Uh, if featherweight, he's had a rough time since then. Now lightweight, dude, is he a guy that you can see potentially moving forward, breaking into that top five, breaking into that top ten, and potentially being the you know maybe not a title challenger, being a contender in that 155 pound division.
1: I mean, dude, he has a lot of time still. I mean, they could work him up to it, get him there. And if he keeps improving, he keeps building up his confidence. He keeps writing this trajectory, man. He could actually find himself in a good spot. And he's not far outside of the top 15 anyways. You know what I mean? So don't be surprised if here soon we hear him finding a top 15 guy.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, honestly, like, he's, he's an interesting guy, man. I, I pumped him up a bit last week. But I mean, for him to go in there and beat Hernandez in Houston, Alexander Hernandez has a whole lot of power. Very good guy in his own right. Just completely dominate him. I don't think we've ever seen that. That's not even, even Cowboy didn't really dominate him. He just they had a firefight and he ended up getting knocked out. He's got completely dominated in that fight. So shout out to Nuno Um In the last fight of the main card, dude Bobby King Green, 35 years old, 35 years young, and still doing the damn thing. Looking as good as he ever has. Dominated Nasrat Haqparast, winning by unanimous decision. Part of this is talking about Bobby Green getting the win. For me, the bigger news is Bobby Green is going to be stepping in on ten days' notice and fighting Islam Makachev in a UFC main event. Uh, dude, what are your thoughts on that match? What are your thoughts on the win?
1: A uh, great win. I I gotta respect it, man. I mean, the opportunity is there. You take it, and if he takes that, I mean, the 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 reward is so big, and he, there's he literally. The the risk you take is you lose the fight. Mm. You know? And he wasn't ranked already. So it's not like he's going to lose anything. He's not going to lose his ranking. Mm-hmm. If, if anything, he'll gain a fuck ton of ranks out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: correct. Um, it's kind of the best case scenario for him. He's 35 years old. He's in a position where he's going to go ahead and... I mean, if he gets a win, he's right there into the title conversation, which is insane. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the last time they had somebody so high ranked fighting an unranked guy, but dude, shout out first main event of his of his career, which is kind of insane whenever you think about how long he's been fighting at like kind of like that top level. Um, yeah, man, it's gonna be five rounds, one hundred sixty pound uh, catch weight. we we'll be previewing that matchup. Not to give oh a case weight. When, I forgot about one hundred sixty, dude. <laughs> if I, had to, I forgot they're doing a catch weight for that. Yeah, we're gonna be going ahead and previewing that matchup uh, whenever that actually happens in under two weeks now so can't wait for that one regardless um you know as far as the rest of the card goes obviously there's a couple of matchups which ones are you looking forward to most kind of like recapping and talking about from us in 271
1: oh man uh let me see ryan lawrence Monty Martinez, man that and obviously you have another one it's a banger but yeah. uh through the end of that that final round man Martin Martinez really tried to bring it back man and win it, it I, I mean that's a fuck ton of heart right there created ryan lawrence though for coming out doing his thing and be in a uh, he came out and said he fucked up his rehydration and he had diarrhea. So that kind of like he felt like that's why he didn't perform well. And, uh, you know, he still came out and got the shit done, man. I mean, that's that's what you got to do. You got to respect the fuck out of that. And uh, and he still had a good performance. I think even regardless if he says he didn't, maybe was it not as clean as he would have wanted? Probably. Right. Obviously, a little danger at the final round. But at the same time, his opponents are really fucking tough, dude. So it's like, hey, man, so it was going to be easy regardless, even if you came in at 100 percent. Mm-hmm so i thought that was a fun bout uh jacob malcoon man talk about sticking to your guns dude like sticking to what you know take down committed to the takedown josh live by the takedown die by the takedown no fucking mm. fear and mm. uh i mean this is the one we really want to talk about josh i mean performance of the night fighter of the night is it uh is it douglas silva dion Drudge? oh yeah my man I mean, we thought the Kazistani record, I mean, I don't know if I thought specifically, but I know a lot of people thought the Kazistani win streak was going to continue into this week, man. No, uh, that hype ended in the second round, dude. Talk about being hurt, getting cut, coming back, getting the finish, man. I mean, that's the shit you'd like to see, man. That's the kind of fights we want. Mm.
0: Yeah, I just to go ahead and tell people, like, don't go Silva de Andrade. He's 36 now. Uh, I think he's probably past his prime. He spent a lot of his prime just fighting in Brazil. But, dude, since he came to the UFC, he's had some nice-ass wins. He beat Marlon Vera, he beat beat Henning um, Cody Gibson, a bunch of good dudes. And, dude, I, I'm still hyped for him. He's still a, a killer-be-killed guy, um, as he showed in this fight. Amazing comeback by him. Couldn't be happier. Um, Yeah, dude, I think he did go ahead and hit some of those good fights. But, dude, I think that the two big wins we got to talk about that we kind of left, that we did not really discuss. First off, Andre Orlovski. He is now... Forty-three years old, just turned forty-three earlier this month. He has now won three fights in a row and five of his last six. He defeated Jared Vanderau split decision. Don't know how that was a split, but he he did win, thankfully. Um, dude, what do you even say about our loss here at this point, dude? I mean, what 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 can you even say about him? He's the most wins UFC heavyweight history, most fights UFC heavy heavyweight history, second most fights in company history, second most wins. I mean, what, what are your thoughts about him winning and still staying in that kind of, I'm not sure how he's not ranked, honestly, but what are your thoughts on on him moving forward?
1: I'm excited, man. I I think he's deserving of a ranked opponent next. Uh, you know, Shamil, I know he's fighting, but that's a guy I think that they should have probably put him against already. Uh, Walt Harris, I think that'd also be another good option. Also a good fight for Walt Harris, I think, to an extent. Finally, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Walt Harris, though. Um. I mean, shit, the UFC has had no idea what to do with Walton Harris for a long time, but we're still mm-hmm. here. Uh, Bluway, even though he's making a return soon, I think he had a, a bad schedule, right? So there's good options. Yeah. Uh, I know those aren't all available, but uh, I'm sure, like, after some of these fights play out at heavyweight, because a fuck ton of fights are about to happen in heavyweight in the next few months, man. I mean, all these guys are fucking booked. I mean, it's... That's awesome. That's what we love to see, man, at the division that's, that has, is constantly going, because... I mean, shit. We're trying to see who the next guy is, man. Always, and especially in this division, where we were talking about this, Josh. We're like, across like all MMA promotions, there we are a little short on heavyweights, man. There isn't a lot of heavyweights to go around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, without a doubt, the UFC does have the best division. In this piece, just honest, it's it's no secret, right? Like it's not even close. But uh, there is great. There is obviously certain guys missing out there who are in other countries and other in other promotions that we don't have, and. uh... Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure Arlovski is going to get a nice matchup here soon. Once once they kind of figure out uh, who's available and, and what they can do, and, and when uh, Arlovski will be available again, but he's definitely getting a ranked opponent. Like I think that's not even a question about like that. There's no doubt about
0: that. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think that Wall Harris matchup, like you mentioned, actually makes a whole lot of sense. I think he deserves the top 15 guy next. I don't think Wall Harris is booked. So those two actually did fight uh, back in 2018. Um, the UC 232 it was a split decision win for Walt Harris. I thought that Arlovski won that one, but um, regardless, yeah, I'd, that one actually makes a whole lot of sense. So props to you for that one. Um, Walt Harris was actually supposed to fight uh Taito Devasa a couple months back, and that went ahead and actually um, get a pull out. So, we'll we'll see what happens, man. He he needs a good fight. I understand they had to they wanted to give him a big push after, obviously, he won a couple of nice wins in a row, and obviously a huge tragedy. Um give him that fight. I think they both that fight makes perfect sense for where the both are at this point. Um and this one I don't think we are going to spend a whole lot of time on because we did go ahead and talk about her retirement fight. Um we talked about her career last week, but Roxanne Mataferi uh losing her retirement fight against Casey O'Neal. Split decision. Um I mean, did you have Roxy winning that one? I thought the split was a little bit weird there.
1: Uh no, I did not have Roxy winning that. But you know something she came out to you know, swing and bang and it was a retirement fight, lots of love of her, lots of respect, you know, fuck everybody in the crowd who booed a uh, Casey O'Neill. Yep. Uh but uh it's okay, man. I mean we're here. I saw a lot of people talking shit on Roxy on Twitter, dude. Fuck everybody on Twitter, by the way. Fuck you guys too. For disrespecting the fuck out of her. Uh she might have lost a lot of her career, but she fought a lot of great fighters in her career and she is one of the now now has the most fights out of any women in, in combat and MMA, right, Josh? Mm-hmm. After that, I remember. Correct. That. Yeah, most and, all
0: time with forty six, and okay. that's
1: not and that's not including her Ultimate Fighter bouts either. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, anybody out there talking shit, fuck you.
0: Yeah, essentially, fuck you. Um, yeah, she's a she's a once in a generation. She's one of those. She's one of the old breed, dude. I mean, she was a gamer. She would fight anybody. Um, she was just that fighter, and uh if you talk shit, I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, she fought as high as lightweight, dude. Like she was, she was fighting back in the day in like 2003. So, she's of a a rare breed, and you know, I understand a lot of people, a lot of MMA fans, kind of. I feel like it's, it could be crossover for like a boxing crowd, where like they see somebody with like a 25 and 20 record, and they're like, oh man, they must suck. But like she did not suck. She was very, very good in her career. For a, she beat a, she beat Macy Barber. I mean, even further than that, I mean, she beat Valerie Letourneau, Sheena Dobson. At one point, she, I mean, she fought for the UFC title in, in, um, 2017. So,
1: yeah.
0: um, she was good. At one point, she was legitimate, one of the greatest flyweights on the planet. So, and to come, for her to career, at one point, she lost seven in a row to kind of return, get back on track, become a contender. It was, it was just something to, honestly, in 2013, 2014, 2013, 2014, it was incredible, dude. It was honestly, like, it was a hell of a story. So, for her to go ahead and retire, props to her. I'm very sad she did not capture the strap. You know, it's funny, if some people have asked this question, like, on Reddit or on Twitter before, like, if you could change one fight result in MMA history, or just change one moment, what would you do? Mine is actually to have Roxanne Montefiore lock in that arm bar in the fifth round for the UFC title. Like, she got inches away from winning that fight, Damn. and I thought of Wish would have been so, you know, would, would, that would just, perfect capstone to her career, but, you know, regardless, it is what it is. Um, I think you're ready to go and move on from this card onto this weekend. Fuck yeah, dude, I'm excited. All right, me too. UC Vegas 48, going down UC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada, once again. Um, man, uh, interesting, interesting card. Obviously, the UC's had a couple of these cards, which have just been ravaged by injuries. This one, we talked about Elastico fail and Rafael moving to UC UFC 72. So not an injury, but a visa issue. This time... Uh, they're elevating the main, uh, elevating a fight to the main event. Light heavyweights: Johnny Walker, Jamal Hill, getting at the five-round treatment. Uh, ranked number ten and number twelve, respectively. Uh, both these guys, interesting place in the career. Johnny Walker was at one point the shiny new toy. He was a guy that had won a couple of fights in Vietnam. people people talk about him fighting John Jones, fighting for the title. Since then, he's lost three or four. Uh, granted, you got to consider opposition. You know, fought all good guys, so on and so forth. Um, last fight being Thiago Santos in October, lost to be a game decision. Jamal Hill, he is what Johnny Walker was back in 2018, 2019. Less hype for sure, but, you know, still, he's 30 years old, tons of power, very well-rounded, coming off a knockout win with Jimmy Crute, which is just a savage, savage performance. He broke his face in, like, 40 seconds. I <laughs> mean, it was insane. Um What are your thoughts on this matchup of who you got in UFC Vegas 48 main event?
1: It's a good fucking fight, man. He'll um, play for Jamal Hill. Obviously, last time out, getting a big victory, like you said, with our boy Jimmy Crew. Before that, a uh, really devastating loss to Paul Craig. Uh, I didn't know this, Josh, but Paul Craig's talking about retirement?
0: He said he wants to retire before he turns 36. Okay, well. Do so, you think? I, think, I think he's 34, 35 right now. Yeah. Something Which like is that. devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So... Josh,
1: we have a, now a more conservative Johnny Walker now that he's with SVG. Uh, you know, I want to talk about the style a little bit, right? Uh, do you think we, do you think having this more calmed down, a little bit more reserved Johnny Walker is a good thing? Or do you, do you think he should just, do you think we need that more free flowing out there wild Johnny Walker, the guy who got the fucking 18 finishes, you know, or whatever, 17 finishes, uh, before, instead of this more mm. calm down, Relax, trying to find his shots kind of fighter like do you, do you think it's, that was a like a thing that really led him to lose in that thiago santos fight? i know we're kind of doubling back to that mm-hmm. and uh, like i'm kind of mentioning going into this because jamal hill who is one of the guys who's gonna walk you down man has heavy power and we saw dude i don't even feel like i'm, I'm trying to remember that jimmy crew fight but i do not even feel like he hit jimmy crew a lot in that fight and it, and it piled up and the damage got on really quick the swelling on the eye got so bad and then he just put him out, man, and it was fucking devastating.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, as far as um, Johnny Walker goes, man, I think it's all about kind of finding that combination similar to his his buddy, whose name is slipping right now, Michelle Paheya. It's all about finding that mix, you know what I mean? Um, There's that perfect balance. Yeah, being wild, but also, you know, sticking to a game plan and getting, getting the wins. Uh, jo- Jamal Hill dared him. To get wild at media day uh, earlier this week, he said, I'm, just, "I'm gonna beat your ass even worse." You know, if, if he gets wild, <laughs> um, which is just absolutely savage. I saw him like at, at media day; he had like a beanie on. He was just—he has like a, like um—he just looked fired up, dude. He looks ready to go. Um, and he said, I'm like, damn, dude, he's look—he's looking like a savage right now." Jamal Hill looks like a bad man, especially after his last one.
1: Let's go check. I think,
0: I think the reality is that he has all the—he has the size. He is a six six light heavyweight. He is an eighty-two inch reach. He has all the the physical attributes. He just needs to find that good mix. Because whenever he was wild, he was actually winning more. Obviously he didn't win against the top level against Corey Anderson, but um you know ever since he settled down he's had his rough moments man and I think he just needs to find the perfect mix. Um obviously we'll see what happens man. I think he just needs to find like a good mix of being wild and also being Johnny Walker. You know? Uh, and that's a tough thing to do. It takes guys time, and I think he's trying to find that mix. Maybe, you know, obviously switch camps. I think he just needs to find that balance. As far as this fight goes, man, I like this fight a lot for him. I really, really do. I think they're both going to come to bang, but Jamal Hill, he's, I mean, obviously he lost to Paul Craig in just a, a vicious just injury. Like, um, what was it? Did he dislocate his arm? I believe he didn't break yeah, it. I believe he it. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he didn't tap. He's a tough motherfucker, man. And he comes to bang every single time. I'm just gonna go ahead and get my pick, dude. I'm gonna to take Jamal to Hill. Really? He has tons of momentum. Uh for him to go ahead and beat Jimmy Crut the way that he did, Jimmy Cruot is such a good prospect, man. Um it's gonna to be tough, man. Johnny Walker's also a guy that like we kind of had discussions in the past, like is his chin like maybe could be because he cut so much weight, maybe his chin's not all that it needs to be. Um it's gonna be a tough one. I mean, do you think Johnny Walker gets back on track this week or not?
1: I think he can, man. You know, I, I'm going to go on the opposite end. Of you. I think he can. I think this is actually. I don't think it's a bad. I think it's. I, I think the opposite. I think it's a good matchup for Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. I think. I think if he comes in, he has that. If he, you know, if he, if he develops a good game plan, he has that nice balance. If he finds a good mixture of being wild and and, and active and and sticking to what he has to do, especially in a five round event, man, I could see a late finish for Johnny Walker.
0: Hmm. Yeah, man. I, I, I mean, I get your, your point. Um, I think that it's definitely it's a the thing about John Walker is I feel like he can win any fight. You know what I mean? Um, just because of his style and his length and so on and so forth. He's got to keep him at range. I think this is actually a fight. Like the Tiago Santos fight was not very fun, but I think like he needs to keep him at range for this one. Um, if he gets wild, I think Jamal Hill quote will beat his ass even worse. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see what happens overall, though. It should be a fun main event at the very least. I, I think this one... Everybody said about Thiago Santos fight, and there's no way this one could be boring. I actually don't think there's, one there's any way it could be boring. Um, moving on down, r- honestly, a really, really strange co-main event, but this card's really, really weak. Dude, at 195, um, by the way. Yeah, 195. It's going to be a catch weight um, because uh Jimmy Pickett is coming in a short notice. Um, obviously, it is going to be Kyle Dawkus, who, you know... Interesting guy, you know, former Cage Fury uh, champ. You know, he's kind of, he's fought some top level guys. He lost to Brendan Allen, beat Dustin Stolfus, lost to Phil Hawes. He beat Kevin Holland, and that was reversed, thankfully, uh, to a no contest because, you know, dude got knocked out by a headbutt, so that's not cool. Uh, um, but he's taking on uh, Jamie Pickett, who, up and down guys, so to speak. I mean, he he got signed to USC after a ten win. He went 0-2, looked like he was going to be cut. He could be with two nice wins. He beat Joseph Holmes just last month. So, uh, who do you got in this this uh, co event? You
1: know, I got Kyle Dawkins, man. I, you know, we talked last time again when he fought Kevin Holland. We talked about him getting touched a lot and being hittable. And and that fight, he he showed improvements in his striking, man. And he has a very good ground game. I mean, I think most of his wins are via submission. And uh, I, I can see him winning this week, man. I, I can see him winning. And I, I think it's gonna be a submission, Josh. I'm actually gonna call the finish. I think it'll be a submission for Kyle for Kyle Dawkins, yes.
0: Alright. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I don't know if it'll be a, um, a submission, but I am going to go and take Adlock as well. I think he's just a more established guy. Uh, I would mean, not be surprised if Jamie Pickett wins. I think he is, he's pretty good striking, good card. He He's taking this one to short notice, which is a little bit, a little bit dicey. You know, he just fought last month. Not a whole, not a, honestly a huge fan of the guys turn around super quickly. Um, Sandwich. just for, you know, yeah, medical reasons. Like, this dude fought 15 minutes and now he's turning around. Bobby Green is probably, you know, the he only probably, one I'll feel comfortable with just because, you know, he's fighting a grappler. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take out Logs in the co-main event, get a nice win. I feel like they're probably giving him that co-main event spot because through no fault of his own, he did have that fight reversed to no a contest against Kevin Holland. Um, so I think probably that's probably why they're giving him this this nice spot here because I think there's other fights on this card that could be the co-main event. But uh, and as far as those was go... I mean, what are, what are fights you looking forward to on this card?
1: You know, we was gonna shout-out, one of the kings of, of you know, all the UFC, Josh Jim Miller. Still doing the damn thing, man. Still trucking along. He's going to make it to UFC 300. Uh, you know, I, a quick shout-out to him. He's fighting a uh, Nicholas Mota. I feel like I've heard this name before. For, is
0: this his debut? Yeah. He fought in the Contender Series in 2020. That's why. So two years. Wow. Yeah, he said he tried to get fights because of COVID. Everything got canceled. And going to this one, he said he's, quote, broke as fuck. So he needs to get a win. Holy shit. Well, good luck because you did not get an easy opponent, bro. Yeah. Uh, Interesting guy, 29 years old, you know. Um, Has good punching power. But, yeah, man, Jim Miller. Brazilian. (laughs) Yeah, Brazilian still doing it. 38 years old. I think he's gonna make it, dude. I really do think he's gonna make it USC three hundred. I know it's somewhat yeah, controversial, but uh That's a scary thought, dude. I think he will. He's thirty eight. USC three hundred would be in Fuck, what would it be? When do you it's coming it should come up soon, right? We're on what, two seventy two? I know they're mapped
1: out. I know there's it's already has a set year, like I know you could look it up. I remember, like I said, I heard John Anik talk about it. I forgot. I think it would it be
0: there. next it'd be next July or fuck, man. Next, next July does not sound correct.
1: I think it'd be the year after that. It would be, it'd be the
0: year... I think it'd be 2024. It'd have to be. It'd be 2024, correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's serious about sticking around until then. So, man.
1: And he'd be 40 years old. I mean, shit, we got Arlowski still around, so it's not unlikely, right?
0: Yeah, I think it can happen. I think it might happen. I mean, if he's, he's still winning fights, and he's still... He's not taking a whole bunch of damage, either. So... I could see it happening. That'd be two year, two years from now. He'd be forty. Yeah, I think he could do it. As far as this fight goes, this is gonna be a tough one for him. But yeah, I mean, I can see either guy coming out on top. The real, honestly, for me, I'm shocked this is not the co-main event. I'd honestly be fine if they even elevated this one to five rounds straight up because this is this it's is gonna last the last five rounds though, Josh. Let's no, it it's not. It's gonna last all of like two minutes. But like, <laughs> uh, jo- Joaquin Buckley, um, I mean, he he's killer, but killed. Every single one of his fights in the UC has ended via knockout. He's got knocked out a couple times and he's knocked people out a bunch of times. Coming off a of knockout winner for Antonio Arroyo, okay? Sticking on Abdul Hazak el Hassan, who is nearly on the same same trajectory. Uh he's had two fights not end via knockout in his time of the promotion. Um, but still killer be killed. He knocked out Alessio de Shiro via head kick after Alessio de Shiro knocked out after <laughs> Joaquin Buckley via head kick after Joaquin Buckley knocked out Impacasange via head kick. So we'll see what like, happens. It all comes for full circle, my dude. It
1: all comes full circle. I, I um, love it, Josh. I still love my quote from, I uh, was it, like, a year, year and a half ago now, when I was like, Josh, <laughs> they're not sitting these guys. You know, it was like uh, Josh Josh said on the previous the podcast prior to his fight with yeah. Alessio, he's like, Josh is like, I think they're sitting this guy up to knock out guys like this. And I, I was like, Josh, they're sitting guys up like this to knock out Joaquin
0: Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, he ended up being correct. So and it, and it, it, and it might still continue. It might, because I could see either guy winning this one, dude. I, I we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting, man. Um, hell of a fight, though, for sure. Hell of a fight. I feel like I'm Floyd Mayweather. Hell of a fighter. Hell of a fighter. You know, um, <laughs> hard work, dedication, hard work, hard work, dedication. dedication. Smart kid. You know, he's a hell of a fighter. Um. Yeah, man. As far as the rest of the card goes, uh, you know.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, Josh, I, I, you know, I gotta give a special shout out here to my boy David Onama, man. He came in on short notice last time, fought at one fifty five, took on Mason Jones, dude, gave him a hell of a fucking fight. David Onama is not, I think he's recently trying to make the transition to one or had bouts at one fifty five, but for some reason he has decided to stick with one forty five because he feels more comfortable there. He has a very long, uh, I think he had like ten amateur fights. He's eight and one now, professional, one loss to Mason Jones. Uh, He's taking on Gabriel Benitez, which is a a tough fucking fight, man. I'm surprised he's getting that opponent as his uh, second UFC debut in a way because obviously he stepped in on short notice, but I think now he's officially signed. I'm not sure. Regardless, though, he's coming in at 145, weight class where he normally fights at. Dude, this guy, I've known about him for maybe like two years now. I'm happy to see him get a shot again. They brought him back. They saw his talent. Uh, He said he wants to be champ. Let's see it, baby.
0: Yeah, dude. Giving a lot of props to a guy with that Wikipedia page. You've been on. You've been in on him for a long time. I know you've mentioned him before. So he's, he's from Kansas City, right?
1: He's from Kansas City. Yeah. You know, shout out Uganda. Always representing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> shout out Glory. Uh, <laughs> shout out James um, ch- James Cross. <laughs> James, James Cross, the man. Um, yeah, he's, he's gonna have. A, I mean. I could see him winning this one on I Like, Gabriel Benitez been around for a longer... He's been a long, around for, like, a really long time. Like, deceptively long. Like dude, someone, long, so
1: I saw someone review this fight, by the way, and they were like, David Aronement doesn't have a lot of experience. I'm like, dude, David Aronement has, like, 10 amateur fights, dude. And like it's Yeah. It's actually
0: not that big of a difference. It's not. It's not at all. Um, dude, do you know how long Gabriel Benitez has been in the UFC? Dude, I know it's a while. He's been in the signed since... Twenty thirteen, he went on tough. Wow. So yeah, he's been in easy for a long ass time, dude. Uh, deceptively long, but you know I could see either guy coming out on that, coming out on top of that one. Uh, Shout out Jonathan Pierce making the comeback against Christian Rodriguez. That one should be a really fun fight. Um, Christian Rodriguez on short notice though. Yeah, true, but dude, uh, Jonathan Pierce, not a guy I would have expected to be having success he did I remember he got off, brought into the UFC after winning he got fucked up by Joe Lozon like horrifically got his ass beat um and then though, Josh, a-
1: they gave him Joe Lozon as his first fight in the UFC though. Yeah, that's true but Joe got knocked out in his three fights before that so still though like you, just, <laughs> I, I don't care dude like you see that name you see that record I'd be like fuck man <laughs>
0: fair enough fair enough um yeah man so he's some nice wins so that's gonna be a fun fight um you know, as far as the rest of the card goes, Margaret Leticia back. Jessica Rose Clark is making the return. Um, you know, uh, I hope she has a better fight than she did last time. I'll say that um, she was somewhat interesting because she, she normally always came to bang, and then her last fight was just a complete wrestle. You know, it was it was a really terrible fight. So let's she's hope giving another,
1: she's giving another look, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's let's hope that it's at least a fun one. Um, Chaz Skelly is going to be back. He's an He's an interesting guy that you know. Also been in the UC for a lot longer than people really think. Uh, he's very inactive, though, so it kind of makes sense. This is going to be his first fight in three years, so... Holy shit. Shout out, Chad Skelly. Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, as far as the UC card goes, but there is going to be Beltor going down this weekend as well. Um, on name value, not the biggest card, but I do think there's some there's some bangers there. Uh, Beltor 274 going down from the Mohegan Sun Arena in Unscow, uh, Connecticut. Uh, going down the same night on Showtime main event, Neiman Gracie taking on Logan Storley. Uh, both of these guys are coming off of wins. Both looking to get back in the title conversation, though. Uh, obviously, Neiman Gracie is two and two in his last four. Logan Storley did give Yaroslav Amosov his toughest fight of his career. Uh, he did lose that though in 2020. Did rebound with a nice split decision win though over Dante Shiro. Uh, who do you got in this main event?
1: Dude, we're talking about like, dude. Uh, it's it's literally Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Versus all American wrestling, Josh. All American wrestling. <laughs> Don't you love it? Wrestling, you know. I love it, dude. In Connecticut, though. So, uh, Logan Storley's a uh, hometown, right? I think he's from Connecticut. I'd be I, wrong. I, South, I, Dakota. South Dakota. South Dakota. My bad. Ah, South Dakota. I knew it was on the coast, though. I knew it was on that side of the, of the world, or of the country. So, not, not, not exactly home, but not far from it either. Uh, Look, I think I think Logan's always gonna have a hard time with Neiman Gracie, Josh. I, I really do. I think Neiman Gracie's gonna give Logan early hell. I think that Neiman has more ways of winning the fight than what Logan has Uh to beat Neiman. I think Neiman has less tools than what Neiman has, and even when, he, and then especially if the fight does end up on the ground, the dangerous off his back, he can attack. He doesn't just attack the, you know, not upper body submissions. I've mentioned this last time. He'll attack the knees. He'll attack, the, you know, everything. Everything. Everything he'll attack, dude. It doesn't mm. matter what it is as far as submission attempts. He'll be attacking everything, looking for something constantly. I mean, the, the exchanges of the ground are going to be insane. It's a possibility that stays on the feet. But even then, I'd, I'd still give him an advantage to Neiman on the feet, dude. Mm. Honestly. He's been improving a lot. He's been getting more comfortable. Last time out, I thought he won his, his fight against Jason Jackson, dude. I thought he got fucking robbed. I'll be honest. Uh. Mm. But, uh, and five rounds, man, I mean, this is going to be a drag out fucking war, I think, dude, between these two dudes.
0: Yeah, and that's important to note. is also, this is going to be the first ever time that it's going to be a non title, uh, non tournament five round fight. Oh, shit, uh, you're right. History. Yeah, so, dude, it's a lot on the line in this one. Winner, obviously, you can get into a conversation. Um, man, Demon Gracie is, a... You know what, I'm going to go ahead and make it. I, I was going Logan Storley all week. I saw, did I'm, I sell you? Did I sell you? You sell me. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to go and take Neiman Gracie, man. I really am. I think that, you know, he's uh, he's in an interesting place in his career. I think he knows that this is a must win if he wants to go ahead and stay in title conversation. Um, Logan Storley, not necessarily because uh, he's coming off win, but Neiman Gracie, he, he's lost to Roy McDonald. He lost to Jason Jackson. He's been relatively inactive recently, so, you know. Not necessarily relatively. Excuse me, let me rephrase that. He's not relatively inactive, but, like, man, I, th- I think he does need a big win to kind of stay in that title conversation, get back into where he might fight for the title next. And I think him against NeuroStyle Onisov would be a banger, honestly. I'm going to go and take him. I am going to go and take him. Um, co main events, um, you know, Andre Koroshkov, former Belt Tour champion, coming back to take on Chance for Contra, uh, former UFC fighter who. Yeah. You know, he actually was pretty decent. He lost to Bilal Muhammad. He lost to Lyman Good. He went 2-2 in the UFC. Um, got signed to Beltor earlier this year. Um, I mean, he's going to be your late replacement, but still an interesting fight for Beltor Chamber versus former UFC veteran. Who do you got in the co I mean,
1: dude, this guy's coming out short notice. He's fighting Korshkov. I don't think anybody should ever against <laughs> Korshkov <laughs> on late notice, man. I mean, people seem to forget, dude. Only two losses are or only four losses are Douglas Lima, Lorenz Larkin, which was a split decision. And uh, Ben Askren, back in the day, like this guy is still the shit, dude. Nothing's gonna change. I got Andre Korshkov dude.
0: Yeah, same. It's gonna be a fun fight though, for sure. Oh yeah. Change um, the counter comes to bang, I and mean, if you if you look at his records, very well round. He's very well rounded. So oh yeah, it should be a fun one. I'm, I'm so a just Korshkov of, Oh yeah, for sure. I'm a huge fan of Korshkov. um I think he might be a little bit past his prime. He is only thirty-one, but he's a he's an old thirty-one. I mean, he's twenty-eight-five. He's been like he fought for the Bellator title all the way back in what twenty-thirteen. He was like twenty-something then. Yeah, he's been in some fucking wars too. Yeah, he's been fighting since he's been fucking what nineteen years old, I believe. So
1: that's um, that's, that's impressive.
0: Yeah, he's an old thirty-one, so that's a bit deceptive. But I am going to take him to a main event though, for sure. Um, looking on down the card, what are some of the other fights you want to go and highlight on
1: this one? I mean, Josh, we gotta highlight the heavy bout, uh, man, on the main card, uh Davion Fregler versus Said Saalma. Uh 4 0, you know. Uh very well in his career, Jack single-wing product. Uh not doesn't have that big name yet on his on his record. Uh and Saeed coming off a, a good win. Obviously that doesn't come with uh obviously some stuff behind it, right? Obviously the, the broken finger is uh a, a big thing, right? Obviously, with Minikov. Mm-hmm. But uh hey man, it happens. You got the win, maybe not the way you wanted it happen, but uh it's on the record. Uh true. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a banger, dude. I think this is gonna be a banger. This uh, it's heavyweight man, I'm I'm calling finish, man. But
0: mm-hmm. you calling it oh. finish for, though. This won't be officially counted, but I'm curious who you're leaning towards
1: uh, uh davion Franklin, dude i think he's like that guy like that next heavyweight prospect for bellator
0: yeah i'm on the same page i called this kid like after his debut fight because i remember he was he's was one of those jackson guys that like the kind of what do they call it a scholarship or something I don't know yeah dude it, yeah um where they just like allow him to train and they pay for everything or whatever and he beat the shit out of jw kaiser right before like the pandemic hit. and i was like damn this kid's got so much talent um he's still only 27 years old he's got God-given power. I mean, he fought, I don't remember the dude's name, but he was uh, like 15 and, Everett Cummings in the last fight, he was 15 and 0. Granted, he's a bit older, 35, yada, 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 but he was undefeated, you know. You don't get that by accident. And he just ran through it. So, and obviously different different beast, coming off a huge win, obviously granted injury, but still, he looked good before that, very close fight, before the injury, so yeah, dude, hell of a fight. And I got a lot even if he loses one, I'm still super high on Davion Franklin. I mean, looking on down the card though, you know, Georgia Carhani taking on Adam Piccolotti, that should be fun. Um still relatively both these guys have had a lot you know, relatively recent struggles, but I'm still interested to see the fight. Two of Beltor's, you know, lightweight uh mainstays, so to speak. Um Deanna Bed taking on Justine Kish should be interesting. Uh, Aviv Gazoli is back. That should be interesting. But the big one for me, uh, Brennan Ward. Hey, do, you remember, do you remember that name, Brennan Ward? I, it sounds really familiar for some reason. Mm-hmm. Brennan Ward was a former Bellator title challenger. He was one of the OGs. He's been in the company since 2012. Um he fought, you know, Alexander Schlemenko, um Cyborg Santos, Saeed Awa, Paul Daly, so, uh, Curtis Millender, so on and so forth. He, t- he fought, uh, for Shlemenko's title, where Shlemenko was middleweight champion. He's been out of the cage since 2017. He's been, ma- he's, he's been gone for five years, my man. What happened? Um, so he got arrested, um, oh. for threatening a police officer. Yeah, that's pretty bad, he, man. He was sentenced to, uh, I think like maybe a year in jail. And then after he got it, because apparently he said that he was on drugs. For his entire career, he's addicted to drugs. After getting out of jail, um, he then went to rehab um, for a year. That's good. So he's been out of the cage for a long time. Um, he previously actually retired in 2018, but he's making a return. He's taking on a 10 and 10 guy, Brandon Bell. I don't know a whole lot about this kid, but you know, Brendan Ward has the capacity to have a really, really awesome comeback story if he can get the win on Saturday. I am rooting for him. I'm going to be honest; I really am. Um, just like to have like all that happen and uh, addicted to drugs for the majority of his career and uh, that's that's honestly if he's able to make the return and uh, get a win it would be it'd be awesome and I kind of feel like they're kind of setting him up for it taking on a 37 year old guy who is 10 and 10 he's lost three in a row but at the same time I don't really care um, I, I was a fan of Brendan Ward because he gave so many wars back in the day for Bellator I would love to see him come back and get a nice win so yeah I just wanted to shout him out on the prelims um, bit of a low key return but. I'm, I'm hyped for him to come back, dude. I really, really am. Um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. But, yeah, as far as Bellator goes, that, that's essentially all there is for MMA this week. Um, but there is kind of one last thing that we're going to go ahead and give our thoughts on. Angel, I'm not sure if you have too many thoughts about this one, but it is the, you know, the Walmart version, the U.K. version of Mayweather versus Pacquiao, so to speak. Uh, Amir Khan and Cal Brook, both these guys are year pa- years past their primes. You can – somebody looked back, and they found, like, an article where, like, they were talking about fighting each other uh, all the way back in, like, 2007, I think. Um It didn't happen until 2022. Uh, both these guys have seen much better days. Wait, wait, wait. What year again? Can you repeat 2007? that? 2007. Holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah, they've been talking about fighting each other for a long time. They've gone back and forth in the media a whole lot, um, and they're finally going to be doing the damn thing in the Manchester Arena. It's going to be on ESPN+. Very, very excited for this one. Angel, first boxing real again. I said, didn't you say we we're gonna get picks for this year for boxing? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's let's start with this one. No bigger fight. Amir Khan versus Cal man. What are your what are your thoughts on this one? Uh,
1: I mean, these are two guys that I think know well at this point where they're at in their careers. Are like, hey, titles are kind of distant to an extent. Maybe maybe their opportunities will come up. We got to be looking for those big money fights, those paydays, you know, because we are names, we're established, uh, established guys, and uh, they know that each other can bring a lot of attention to this. And they are, I think, they, there's a lot of traction behind this. Man, I think the UK will have their eyes open for this, and there's a lot of interest behind this.
0: Hmm. For sure. And as far as like. Um where they both are in their career, I don't think neither one of these guys will be fighting for a title I assume. Although I do like the fact that Amir Khan, he's kind of, he's taking this fight super serious, man. He went ahead and joined up with Terrence Crawford. Bud's gonna be in his corner on Saturday. He flew out to the UK. He was at the open workouts yesterday. He's being there for his, for his buddy. Uh, to, you know. I mean, that's gotta, that's kind of a G move, honestly. He's like, you know what? I got knocked out by this guy last time I fought for the title, but you know what? He's, he's one of the best in the world. I'm gonna go ahead and, I'm gonna see whatever I can take from him. I'm see whatever I can learn from him. It's kind of a G move, honestly. Um, but as far as this UK showdown, I mean, they seem pumped with this one. I mean, I went ahead and saw the open workouts yesterday. It seems like it's ca- kind of captured the attention of the UK. I mean, both these guys are kind of, you know, talents from over there. A whole lot of anticipation going into this one. Who do you have in this fight?
1: You know, Josh, I- I'm picking it for the story, man. I-, I had no idea that he had partnered up with Buddy Crawford. And so you told me that in the green room, you know, we were talking a bit there. And we were discussing a bit about a... You know, the show and what we're going to talk about and everything a little bit, man. That's that's just a fucking awesome story, dude. I just want to see him mm. succeed because of that. And, and and it's a winnable fight for him, man. It's a winnable fight for both of these guys. It's a great matchup. It's, no guy is under-armed under or under-prepared for this, man, I hope. And uh, I'll pick a Khan this time out.
0: Mm. Go champ. Good go champ. Yeah, man. Uh, both these guys, I mean, it's about as even as a matchup. Like, um, you'll find, to be honest with you, because I'm going to check the odds right now. Um, but it's pretty damn, I mean, um, because just facing off this off of the fact that, like, Brooks been out of the ring since 2020, he got knocked out. Um, he's, you know, he's won some fights recently. He was on a 55 winning streak before he went ahead and lost to Crawford, but the best win of that was, what, Michael Zarafa in 2018. Conn's been out of the cage, not cage, excuse me, been out of the ring since 2019. He got knocked out by Crawford as well, but he did beat Billy Dibb. He's won three of his last four. But this guy's really inactive, both of them haven't fought in the top level in a long time. Um, so from what I'm seeing, I mean, uh, Brook is a very, very slight favorite. Uh, I am going to go ahead and take Amir Khan, though. I'm, I'm the same training with you. I think he's training with a great team. I think, you know, he's actually fi- he's actually from Manchester, so he's going to be fighting in his hometown. They're both UK based guys, but um, he's actually from Manchester. He's got the hometown advantage. I'm going to go ahead and take him, I'm gonna take Amir King Khan. I think he looked really, really good at the workouts. He's fighting with Bud now. He's gonna be in the corner. The, just the emotional storyline there, I like a whole lot as well. So I'm gonna that go is. and take him in our first uh, first boxing pick of the year. So won't be many. So won't be many. Uh, let's make him count. Let's, let's make him count, count. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> we're gonna, gonna go ahead and uh, take him. We're both taking him, Amir King Khan, to get back into the win column. Uh, very very exciting though. I'm a big fan of this fight. I got way more into it over you know the press conferences which happened earlier today and all on so on and so forth kind of anticipated for it, honestly. Uh, so yeah, man, is there anything else you want to talk about before we close out?
1: No, man, I think we, we covered everything. I'm just excited to come back next week. Review the next card
0: after that. And not too long from now, man, Josh, we got another pay-per-view baby. For sure, man, for sure. Um, whole lot going on, whole lot going on. Um, Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. As always, I'm Matt, Josh Trevinoff and Teresa at out and score one at Quartzite Sound for all things latest to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and blood grease. Mouse click. White fucking.